A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Divine, your temporary host of Roundball Rock, and I'm here, as always, with permanent co-host, Sean Keane. Sean, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm getting permanent co-host tattooed on my calf. Um, Sean, I heard that your Luka Doncic songs have been so popular, you're going to be uh, performing them at halftime of a uh, Fort Wayne Mad Ants game. Is that this is true? true? That is true. There, I'm fly. I'm flying myself to Fort Wayne, but I'm going to be performing it. Uh, it's me, and um, I was. I, I requested a second microphone, and I'm just going to play the the instrumental part um, from my phone into the microphone. I think that's oh, great. Good. That should be awesome. That I hope the Ford Wayne, uh, Wayne Mad Ants have to answer really embarrassing questions about the songs after the game. Um, oh, yeah, I hope so. I, I mean, I want to pose with an awkward picture. Also, I'm bringing three wigs, <laughs> and I'm planning to change the range first. <laughs> Very cool. You should wear all three wigs just stacked on top of your head. Hell, yeah. Like, wearing a wig at an important thing, um, <laughs> especially when no one knows who you are, is a, is a really great move. But... <laughs> 
I have written a brand new Luca song for don't, this very... Don't spoil oh, sorry, it. Sorry. Spoil, we'll talk about that at the end. <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, uh, but should we get straight to... Uh, oh, actually, let's some business on top. Oh, uh, yeah. We have a very cool announcement we're going to make. Mm-hmm. Uh, Round Ball Rock, now available on Spotify. Yeah, that's right. Um, get so... on our level, Pandora. <laughs> hey, I have submitted us to Pandora. Oh, well, who knows if we'll get in or not. Um, they really should put us on Pandora. Yeah, I did work there for one year. That's true. So, that's... <laughs> I mean, maybe I should email some of my former co-workers. Oh, that's a, that's a, that's a step you could take (laughs) um but uh also um we've heard a lot from our uh listeners lately and we want to keep hearing from you because uh you know it's a lot better uh than doing a podcast you think no one is listening to uh what's that doing a podcast where people are listening to you (laughs) so keep telling us if you like the show uh give us five star reviews on itunes um, follow us on Twitter at Round Rock Pod or email us at Round Rock Pod. Or you can always call us on the phone at 323-682-0342. Mm-hmm. Um, Doesn't spell all? anything, that number. I tried no. it. <laughs> I also, I sat for like an hour trying to figure out what it spelled, it's, and it spells nothing. There's nothing good, yeah. <laughs> um, should we make another announcement, or should we wait until Thursday for another big announcement we have? I think we... Let's announce it now. Sure. Um, We've had a lot of people asking us for uh, if there's a place where you can listen to all of the slammed ups. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're going to be releasing an album of all the slammed ups. Yeah, with, with permission from Brett and Randy, unfortunately... In order to get the licensing, we had to extend their contract another two years. Yeah. So so we'll have a bigger announcement about where you can get that and how much it will cost uh, and all that um, later on. But just know we're working on it. Mm -hmm. Um, Should we start the show? Let's start the show. It's been four minutes. (laughs) Uh, All right. (laughs) Uh, then, hey, Spotify talk- listeners, get ready. <laughs> At least we didn't talk about uh, Dan in real life for 10 minutes this time. Um, we have a listener question, Sean. Robot, play the drop. <laughs> this is Round Ball Rock Reader Mail. Communications from listeners. Why do we call it Reader Mail? It is confusing for robots. So our first reader question and only reader question is um, it comes from friend of our pod and America's special little boy, Josh Androsky. Um, Listen to Josh's podcast uh, called I Am Ready for Some Football. Mm -hmm. It's um, I would say it is the uh, it's a cousin to this podcast. Yeah, it's the only football podcast that I listen to. Yeah, me too. Um, But. Josh sent us a picture of picture of a Mark Jackson basketball card, Sean. Mm-hmm. Yes. that's been going around the uh, going around the internet, uh, and sitting in the front row behind Mark Jackson are the Menendez brothers. Yes, and um, someone else did the research. I have not checked this research, which said that um, because of um, 
when when the photos from you can tell that it's between the time they murdered their parents mm-hmm. and when they were on trial for murdering their parents. So mm-hmm. this was when they were um it seems like just trying to spend as much money as possible because they knew they were going to jail. Yeah. I think that's the idea because they're sitting courtside. So Josh asks, I still haven't read Josh's question. Oh, yeah. Uh, Josh asks, which famous killers would make the most sense in various NBA players' cards? Also, justify why the Menendez brothers belong on Mark Jackson's. Okay, first of all, it's hard to find an NBA player who's a bigger monster than the Menendez brothers, and that's why they're on Mark Jackson's card. Um, because I, you'd be like, oh, yeah, these guys probably hang out together to distract you from Mark Jackson's pure evil. You're like, oh, here's some relatively he might not be as bad. Um, I think it's because when the Menendez brothers killed their parents, uh, this is in the legal documents. Mm-hmm. You can see it. Uh, one of Eric looked at Lyle and he said, Hand down, dad down. <laughs> I I would have gone for hand down manslaughter, but that's that's good too. Uh, uh, he also uh, also Eric when they killed the mom looked at uh, Lyle and said, uh, <laughs> "Excuse me, uh, man, there goes that mama." <laughs> the other thing is that. Um, all it would take for Jeff Van Gundy to defend the Menendez brothers is to suggest that Eric had once spent a day coaching a children's basketball team. And he'd be like, <laughs> you gotta defend that coach! Do you think you know, the it's Van hard Gundys, for coaches. Do you think the Van Gundys ever thought about killing their parents? Probably not, right? I don't think so. I mean, they're just yeah, Dan Martinez. It's not, yeah. it's, it's just not that exciting. They'd be like, oh man, I'm so mad at mom and dad. And they're like, uh, do you want to go down to the marina? Yeah. And then that would be it. All right. So, Sean, first part of the okay. question, though. Um, what killer should be on what basketball player's card? I think it would be kind of funny if you had, like, um, you had, like, Blazers, Sean Kemp, mm-hmm. and uh, Jeffrey Dahmer was in the background. Because you'd be like, ah, they're both, they're both been eating too much. <laughs> <laughs> it's a living. <laughs> Um, I think Ted Bundy clearly belongs behind Rick Barry somewhere oh, on yeah, the basketball wow. court. <laughs> same haircut, same personality. Just let's just get that together, universe. Uh huh. Uh huh. Um, I think maybe if they uh, ever released a card for James Dolan, I think it would be cool to have like Robert Blake hanging around in the background. <laughs> oh, and Phil Spector. Both of those guys just sitting courtside. Phil Spector probably is on a Donald Sterling card. Oh my god! Right? <laughs> yeah, it's very possible that that's the case. Phil was like so high he thought he bought tickets to a Laker game. It's like, oh, what the hell is this? Um, on on a plus side, mm-hmm. uh, not a killer, but I would like to see Patty Hearst as Tanya behind Bill Walton somewhere. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. Because yeah. if you don't know the story of the uh, the Patty Hearst kidnapping, Bill Walton is actually briefly involved. Oh, that's right. Right. Aren't they, <laughs> it's like a house he rented or something, right? Uh, he hung out. This like sports writer guy was in his entourage and the sports writer guy helped uh, the the SLA like 
run away to Connecticut at one point. Uh-huh. But Bill Walton had to give a press conference on the steps of Glide <laughs> Memorial Church. <laughs> oh, well, that's why you'd have to have um, various members of the Manson family behind Jerry West, too, because oh, yeah, Jerry West they... thought he was a target during that time. <laughs> hey, look, a lot of people say Jerry West is not lying. Yeah. I think well, no, Jerry no, West I, is probably I, lying. It could have. I mean, they were just trying to kill famous people, so. But they don't seem like dedicated enough for a tale. You know? I also just don't think basketball was famous enough at that point. Yeah, I you know mean, what I mean? Well, look, Joey, you say this, but we did award the Beach Boys the Rock and Roll 5-on-5 five five title, so... Although <laughs> Manson must have hated... He was pretty short. He would have been a bad <laughs> basketball player. Um, oh, the other one, I'd, I'd like to see Christopher Dorner in the background of one of Shaq's cards. Oh, man. Just like... Pointing a finger gun Pointing at him. Pointing a finger, yeah, like, ominously just staring, yeah. Because Chris Dorner hates dirty cops, and like as always, cops. Shaq, dirty cop. One of Don't the dirtier cops people. out there. Don't forget. What's <laughs> what's was with a SWAT team that raided the wrong house. And, uh, really messed up that house. But uh, also, I believe he honest... was deputized by, by Sheriff Joe, too, isn't that right? <laughs> Uh, yeah, friend of Frankie Muniz, Sheriff Joe Arpaio. Wow, I mean, the thing is, this is one of those stories where I realize, like, wow, we just cover everything on this podcast. Yeah, Maybe. we really are your go-to for all, all of the world. Um, anyone else, you think? Yeah, uh, Klaus Van Bulow behind Bill Lambeer. <laughs> And Dershowitz just on the side, like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> Why won't these Piston fans talk to me at Martha's Vineyard anymore? Uh, there is actually a serial killer on a basketball card, though. You know that, right? Oh, really? Uh, Dolph Shays is the, Zodi oh, the Zodiac. Right, yeah, yeah. Everyone knows that. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, should we go to the news, Sean? Let's go to the news. This is Round Ball Rock News. Basketball news. For humans and robots. Trust the process. All right, our first piece of news. Sean, you're going to have to read a bunch of these to me, okay. I think, because uh, this first one in particular, I think there are questions specific to a piece of knowledge I might own. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Okay, so... Um, what we figured out today, so, um, this, this actually happened a couple months ago, uh, the, the Philadelphia 76ers in October, I guess they filed for this patent at the end of September, they tried to trademark, trademark, not trademark patent, you're right, yeah. yeah, uh, they tried to trademark the phrase, trust the process. Mm -hmm. Which um, is, um, I'm gonna say about three years too late. Yeah, but the problem was it was associated with Sam Hinkie, who they hate, and, uh, <laughs> So, um, so anyway, they, they tried to, they've been using it in ads. You can buy, like, Trust the Process shirts at the Sixers team store. Uh, the problem is that, uh, it has been trademarked. It was trademarked in Jan on January 2nd, 2015 by 
the prophet himself. CNBC's the prophet. Uh-huh. The uh, the CEO of Camping World, Marcus Lemonis. <laughs> One of our favorite billionaires. Uh, the the prophet, only good billionaire, the I've prophet, said, a pretty, I believe. A pretty good show, even though it is kind of boring. It's super boring. Uh, they're... they're Timeline to see if a business is succeeding is a little bit compressed by their uh, production schedule. That they make all these changes and they're like, well, it's been six weeks. Do you have a sustainable <laughs> business? Um, but also the profit but on But we should his... probably explain what oh, yeah, the yeah, profit yeah. is. Sorry. The pro- <laughs> yeah, the profit. Uh... The profit is like a super low stakes shark tank. Yeah, yeah. Where, where like it's this rich guy going around helping like a single bagel store. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and he he always demands like a lot of equity in the company for his investment, but he he also seems pretty committed to trying to make them succeed. Right. It, it's not like a... Sh- it doesn't end with the deal. The show no. starts with the deal. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's usually like... Yeah, he just empowered this low-level employee. To, you know, like it's... Anyway... That- we figured this out tonight because I follow CNBC's The Prophet, Marcus Lemonis, on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And tonight he tweeted, hey, at Sixers and at Joel Embiid, hashtag The Prophet, this should be fun for me, hashtag trademark, hashtag yeah, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> the yeah, buddy is very funny. Um, Which means he's going to sue the Sixers and Joel Embiid. <laughs> Yes, well, he he trademarked it a long time ago. So the origin of Trust the Process, it really is something that, it's like very business school speak. But um, the first anyone really said the phrase related to the Sixers was just some some blogger just mentioned it and was like, trust Hanky, trust the process, like summer of 2014, and then... Joel Embiid tweeted it with a bunch of exclamation points a couple months later, but like the, it really got picked up um, when Tony Roten was getting interviewed by Pablo Torre, and he said trust the process in an interview, and it ended up in ESPN the magazine, and then Sixers bloggers started making shirts that said trust the process. There's a shirt mm-hmm. that has like a bunch of ping pong balls, and it says trust the process. Marcus Limonis should see those bloggers. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. But I don't think I don't think he was selling the merch then, and he he applied on January second. So actually, he applied for it before Tony Roden even gave that quote, which means it was just like some stuff he said on the profit, I'm sure, mm-hmm. or just in his personal but life. Who or in a would book. know that? Because right. I'm the only person who watches yeah. the profit. If you go to his website, there is plenty of trust the process merch available there, and it looks like it's like just a regular part of the collection, like. I think you can get a toque that says it, even. Hey, Sean, how much does it cost to file a trademark? Um, I don't really know, but it's not that much. We should file a trademark for Trust the Profit. Trust the Profit, yeah, yeah. I would. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just him dunking on uh, Joel, Joel Embiid. Yeah, because <laughs> Joel Embiid tried to just trademark the process. Because mm-hmm. he was like, oh, that's my nickname. I'm the process. And then people were like, that's sort of a weird designation to apply to a guy. Also, your name is already Embiid, and that's way more evocative. Um, but 
basically what they did was the Sixers drafted a phrase, um, and then the Prophet broke that trademark's foot. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, it, it's a broken patent, and they're like, oh, what? why did we invest so much in this? And now they're going to have to, like, atta- like, what if they had to attach a second-round pick to the Prophet? <laughs> like, all the NBA teams have one, and then the Prophet just has one to, like, do what he wants. And he's like, all right, I'll give you this second-round pick, but I want some equity in the team. <laughs> Well, the the shady thing we're not uh, really talking about here mm-hmm. is that the Sixers filed their trademark after Joe Embiid filed his. Yeah, like over a year later, I believe. Yeah. Or about was, a year. About a year I, later. I believe it was sort of in a way to like, their trademark filing was to not like... To kind of take that from Joel Embiid, I oh, believe uh, yeah, a little yeah. bit. <laughs> yeah, and they were and they were really mad about him calling himself the process because it reminded them of the GM they fired and replaced with um, a guy with volatile social media habits. Mm-hmm. Now, now, do you think Colangelo's legacy is going to be the burner accounts or is it going to be the Markel Fultz trade? Burner accounts. I think it's the burner accounts too. It's so weird. Like they're both connected, but yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so Joey, you watch the Prophet. I do. Do you feel like this is something that the Prophet is gonna just like let go of? Oh no, he's for sure gonna sue them and win. Yeah, he's 100%. absolutely because the the trademark is from January second, twenty fifteen, and, and he's, he's been selling merchandise that say "Trust the Process" for, since that point. definitely for a while. It's not. New and apparently has like reached out to them a couple times and just been like, "Hey, uh, I trademarked this phrase years ago. You can't, you can't do that." And you know, you know who would have never let this happen, Joey? Who? Pat Riley. No. Oh God, that guy I'm loves- kind of surprised Pat Riley didn't already have the trademark. <laughs> like, I kind of wonder if Pat Riley like has a secret Twitter account that he's just looking for catchphrases with. Um, okay, do you believe that this is karmic punishment from the team being run by a bunch of hedge fund dickheads uh, already? That that oh, some sure. other businessman uh, <laughs> trademarked this? Yeah, yeah. A businessman business who, again, I'm, I sort of joke when I say he's the only good billionaire because there are no good billionaires. But he also is a businessman who runs Camping World. Mm-hmm. And uh, is pro higher taxes for businesses yeah. and also told Trump people, I don't want people who voted for Trump shopping at Camping World. <laughs> <laughs> um, we haven't been doing the woke off this year, but I think the prophet might have joined the woke off now that he has an NBA connection. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, like fuck the Sixers. This is so stupid. Yeah. How did they not trademark this? It's like asinine. The Chris Cohan Warriors, one of the most like poorly run teams ever, mm-hmm. still when they had a, a catchphrase, trademarked it right away. Yeah, they go. In we fact, believe. pushing out a small businessman and <laughs> and season ticket holder in the process. <laughs> well, you gotta you gotta trust that 
terrible process. <laughs> um, okay, Joey, I do have a question for you. Um, what would the prophet do about Markel Fultz? Oh, he would absolutely fix Markel Fultz. Yeah. Like 100% for sure. He'd be like, he would build him up. Mm -hmm. He'd be like, look, you can see my personal physician, but, uh, you're under no pressure. And, uh, you know what? We're going to pick up your fourth year option right now. Yeah. No, he would be writing him a bonus check. Mm -hmm. Just like, like, I'm sorry you had to go through that and that misdiagnosis, but this organization is behind you. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Ah, uh, so funny. The Sixers, they blow it all the time. Yeah, they're definitely going to blow this. I'm yeah. sorry, Sixers fans, but... They've already blown it. <laughs> but, like, so this team is getting blown up Orlando Magic style, <laughs> like, two years from now, right? Um, Like I... Shaq and Penny Orlando Magic style? Yeah, I mean, I think... It's the only possible <laughs> ending where just... we're talking about them like... Like the uh, like the Gary Payton Sonics, too, where it's just like, oh, that was a really fun team yeah. that wasn't around for very long. Yeah, I mean, but, you know, that Payton Sonics team made the finals. I don't know about uh, these Sixers. They can make a finals, probably. Yeah, they, they, they can make the finals this year. Um, yeah. But More likely next year, though. They're just so hateable, though, even though I like pretty much all the players. And I like Elton Brand. Yeah. Elton uh, Brand seems like a legitimately good and nice guy. But they're and an also owner... once produced a Werner Herzog movie. That's which one did he produce? Rescue Dawn, dude. Wow. Well, I, I actually just watched Little Dieter, so I'm excited to see that uh, Brand production. <laughs> Elton Brand and Baron Davis are the two NBA players who have done the most sort of like Hollywood stuff that is like not related to basketball at all. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Just like a psychological thriller from the guy who brought you dunking on Andre Kirilenko. <laughs> <laughs> like a really thoughtful documentary uh-huh. about the history of the Crips and Bloods <laughs> directed by a skateboard guy. <laughs> Produced by Laura Dern's boyfriend. <laughs> That's right. God, I had forgotten that, that that was still a power couple. Good job, both Hopefully. of those guys. I haven't seen a picture of them yeah, in a actually, while. I, I hope it, so. Uh, um, why not? Why not? They're, they'd be great for each other. All right. Well, imagine we dating Jeff Goldblum and Baron Davis. <laughs> and Ben Har- being married to Ben Harper. What a weird... Do you think he All did, the, like, everything sitting down? I think he, like, dude, played the guitar on his lap, but is he, like, doing dishes is, that right? way? This means her type Tall is guys? just weed. Oh, yeah, that is her type. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, like, good, reliable weed hookups and, like, a really chill guy. Like, aren't, don't those seem like three of the more relaxed people in the world? Uh, yes, for sure. <laughs> like, um, all right, let's move on to our next yeah. story. We have a lot of stories. We do have a um, bunch. This one's very rich, too. Uh, the fucking Bulls, dude. <laughs> uh, Jim Boylan is like... he Are the Bulls going to be the first team to fire two coaches in, a, in one season? Yeah, like... like um, I can't remember that happening. It almost happened with the Kings with George when George Carl came in. I think he almost got fired. But Boylan's like, 
an interim coach where they were like, don't worry about it. He's got a secure job. And then just poured kerosene on this organization immediately. Um, okay, so... So, so the, walk us through this, yeah, Sean, okay. So you have all the notes. All right, so the big... I'm, I'm going to start in media res, uh, Paradise Lost style here. Um, so, <laughs> so the big... Wait, okay, hold on. Who's... Basketball card should the West Memphis three be behind? Oh my god! Well, I think Tony Allen, right? Because there was like good. that. That appeals process is the ultimate grit and grind. Yeah, but the like, the like, uh, there's a certain Edward Young Edward Furlongy yeah. '90s thing well, to them where Tony the, Allen doesn't fit. You're right, and he's not he's not around at that point, so he can't actually. There is no team in Memphis. Oh, no, I mean era. Mike Miller would have made the most sense actually. Oh, that that's that yeah, Memphis yeah. Mike Miller. <laughs> he's got a real like vibe of like. Well, I mean, he had a, like a pet monkey too. <laughs> I mean, didn't they yeah, basically go to the jail hair. for he being had, like, weirdos? Yeah, he had the hair of a West Memphis three or two <laughs> well i mean and he's like he put up a lot of threes too you know yeah man they his nickname really should have been the the, the west, west memphis, memphis three, three. <laughs> <laughs> you can't lock him up anymore man you've got no alibi for mike miller west memphis three <laughs> All right, Sean. Um, okay. Uh, oh, can I ask you a question? Can I ask you one oh, more yeah. question? Yes. Who should be whose basketball card would uh, the Jinx Robert Durst be in the background of? That's the one actually that he should be. Well, I guess he's more New York. I was gonna say he should be on the Sterling card with <laughs> Bill oh <my> Specter. <laughs> like just them all hanging out together. But there's got to be, like, a you know what? I'm going to say, like, he's New Jersey. Yeah. But I think New Jersey Nets, Darren Williams, oh, that's, is the perfect that's really card good. for yeah. the jinx to be behind. <laughs> yeah, I, I could, yeah, I think that's Just a good Just, like, one. burping. Yeah. <laughs> Either that or, like, in Frederick Weiss's only basketball card <laughs> like Durst in the background um okay sorry Jim Boylan um everything everything blew up so, okay Saturday night uh the he he benched all five of his starters during the game twice and then um had heavily very Im- normal thing for a coach to do heavily, super yeah, regular on uh, heavily implied that there was going to be an intense practice the next day the players apparently tried to talk him out of it and uh, came very close to boycotting the practice entirely. Showed up, had a players-only meeting. Just a great that lasted sign. lasted two hours. Two hours. And then there was a meeting with the coach. Um, and the and Garpax. They were oh, also. Garpax, Garpax was yeah, also Garpax, in the coach's the, meeting. The leaders of this Bulls organization. Um, so I'm just going to walk through the timeline of Boylan become, as a coach. Because he's we're still only... Eight days into him, being yeah, nine days coach in. Nine three days games. In. Yeah, it's his ninth game. So, so last Monday, Boylan took over, which, as we mentioned last year, happened when Fred Hoiberg was fired at practice. Mm-hmm. Uh, he then hold, held a team practice that was uh, more than two hours long. Very cool. <laughs> uh, Tuesday, 
uh, they were playing the Indiana Pacers. Boylan held a 90-minute shoot-around uh, on the morning of the game. That but, seems long. <laughs> I mean, after two hours, but um, and I guess he just thinks the guys are out of shape. After the game, uh, Boylan made the team watch clips of their turnovers and their problems defensive rebounding, and then he came out when he talked to the press and uh, ripped their conditioning and their toughness. Mm, okay. Very cool. Wednesday yeah. and Thursday... Uh, two and a half hour practices, both days, uh, heavy on running. They were described as training camp style yeah, practices. They were right. He was making them run suicides, right? <laughs> yeah, they're running two days in a row. Um, <laughs> again, we're, we're in the, the basketball season is happening right now. Um, Friday, the Bulls beat the Oklahoma City Thunder at home. Huge win for the team. Uh, it was his first victory, and apparently, Boylan said he celebrated at home with his family, quote, eating cereal on the couch and watching reruns of Family Feud. Okay, Sean, before you go to Saturday, <laughs> yeah. two questions for yes. you. What kind of cereal do you think Jim Boylan was eating? Oh, my God. Well, it's like, it's clearly something that he's holding out to himself as a treat that you mm-hmm. can eat as a snack. But... I kind of think he's like a pretty bull. I think he's eating corn pops. Like, just, just like, like they're... super sugary. You know, now that I'm saying it, I think he's eating checks. I think he's, I think eating, he's rice eating heated up grape nuts. <laughs> but it's like, he, the way he, it's phrased here, it makes me think that it's like a giant bowl of cereal, like a bowl of popcorn, and the whole family. <laughs> Is eating they like, each like do they spoon? all have bowls of cereal? Is it one communal bowl of cereal? And it's like it's oh like when you get a giant ice cream sundae for uh-huh. somebody's birthday right. at one of those things. Yeah, we just fill this trough with milk, um <laughs> pour in the cookie crisp and Okay, watch, my watch a whole question. week's worth of family by the way, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, ask this your is question. Which family feud? Oh, is it the one hosted by the guy that killed himself? Is it the Richard Dawson originals? Is it a uh, uh, fucking what's his face? Steve Harvey. My take is that it's Steve Harvey. It's that he's uh, he's DVR'd all the episodes from the week, and he <laughs> and the entire family are catching up together because it's Friday night, and they want to stay current. I think he's watching Richard Dawson, Whoa. and it's on Antenna TV. <laughs> and he's just he's just got, like, old VHS tapes that he's putting no, in. No, no, Antenna TV, they have, like, an old game show channel that only shows, like... Oh, well, we should... Uh, those fucking old, like, 70s, 60s and 70s game shows. It's all, like, match game. They all have Richard Dawson. It's all, like, match game and family feud and, like, old Hollywood squares. Well, I would... Like, yeah, maybe we Ch- should check the TV listings and see if that was broadcasting <laughs> at the time. I think he's a completist, but I could see how maybe the Steve Harvey stuff there would be a little There is no way Boylan pays for cable. <laughs> Do you think someone... F- well, doesn't he have to watch basketball? What if he doesn't pay for cable, but he has a TiVo? Would that work? Yeah, I mean, he's using Hoiberg's leak pass login. Still, oh, oh yeah, definitely on it's an like, iPad. Fred, is... He's not watching basketball on TV. It's on an iPad. Yeah, it's like this is family time. This is for cereal and for for wholesome game shows. That's what <laughs> we're doing. Um, okay, so 
that happens. Saturday, the Boston Celtics come to town for a back-to-back. Now, this is... The Celtics, who we've made fun of a lot for being bad, but actually are, like, kind of hot right now. They're sort of on fire. Yeah, but just just in general, yeah. a clearly superior team to the Chicago Bulls, who they yes, are playing... Yes, oh, 100%. ...after they just played, had an emotional victory the night before, and have been practicing for two hours a day most of mm-hmm. the week. Um, the Bulls fall behind 13 to nothing to start the game. And after four minutes and 45 seconds, Jim Boylan pulls all five starters. Now, Kay. if you look at that, they were shooting pretty badly. Mm-hmm. But it kind of seems like they could have been further behind. You know what I mean? Like, if you don't make any of your shots for five minutes, holding the other team to 13 is kind of not that bad. Does that right. make sense? Like, because they're they're getting rebounds. They're presumably also, getting a lot of... This team is really hurt, right? Um, yeah, Chris Dunn was not back. The The rotation included Cameron Payne and Chandler Hutchinson. But, like, Ryan Archia DeCano was starting, right? He's been starting all year, yeah. He's Chris one Dunn. of the starters that he benched. Yeah, the starters he benched included... Um, Wendell Carter, I think Wendell Carter is starting. I'm, I'm yeah. going to actually just look this up. But but it's not, it does not seem like it was a bunch of uh, entitled dudes. Like, right. It's like not, he got mad at the Jabari team. Parker and Zach Levine are the only entitled dudes on the team. Right? Yeah, so the, the starters he was batching, Lowry Markkinen, Wendell Carter Jr., uh, Justin Holiday, Ryan Archie Diacono, and Zach Levine. So, like... I mean, I guess Justin Holiday is. I'll tell you, there's one starter. guy that should be benched there, and that's you know who it is, Ryan Archidakana. No, it's Jabari Jabari Parker. No, no, but he wasn't. He's not starting though. He was not one of the starters they benched. Oh, he. Oh, sorry, I Lowry, misheard you. Lowry, Carter, Holiday, Archidakana, and and Levine. Which, like, if you just put those five guys out against the Celtics starters for any random five-minute stretch of basketball, is 13 to nothing that improbable? No. So, okay, so they they fall behind. He plays the starters because they didn't play in the first quarter. They play most of the second quarter and uh, end up getting outscored 29 to 26. So they are behind by a bunch, but, you know, the starters themselves seem to be playing the Celtics even. Third yeah. quarter starts, starters come back in, Boston starts 5-3, to three, and after 2 minutes and 58 seconds, Jim Boylan has seen enough. Excuse me? Yeah, that was it. The third quarter started what? 5-3? Uh, five five Boston outscored them 5-3 <laughs> to three over a 2 minute and 58 wow. second stretch. I would trade all of those Jim Boylan guys. had seen enough, five and he was three. like... I know these starters, they think they're so secure in their jobs. Definitely Justin Holiday and Ryan Archie Dagano are entitled starters and not people on the very periphery of the NBA, only starting <laughs> because of our team's wildly incompetent front office. Uh, not to mention that at least one of them is playing severely out of position at small <laughs> forward. Justin Holiday is the small forward on that team. Have you seen what that guy looks like? He was yeah, he was on the Warriors. Pounds. Yeah, he's a little heavier <laughs> than he was on the Warriors, but like he's guarding, he's guarding Jason Tatum or Marcus Morris. Like, oh, the the guy's gonna have a little trouble getting a rebound. No shit, dude. 
Like, well, like, you know who's not a point guard? Uh, Ryan. Zach Ar- Levine or Ryan Archidacano. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Anyway. <laughs> or Justin Holiday. Yeah. Justin Holiday, I'm going to say, is more of a point guard than those other two guys. Uh, I mean, probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At least his brothers are point guards. Yeah. <laughs> and so after the game, Jim Boylan talks really arrogantly and is like, yeah, they lose by 56. They lose by 56 points. They lose by 56 points. Worst loss in Chicago Bulls history. Booed off the court by by the fans. And uh, he he claimed that he pulled all the starters out because he was sending a message, but also um, he um, (laughs) he wanted to have a hard practice on Sunday and if they if they hadn't benched him, they would double lose. Now, granted, he's uh-huh. complaining about the team's lack of pride in losing by fifty six, but they were down twenty three when the starters came out. Admittedly, that's bad, but the reason they lost by fifty six is that he decided to play uh, for the final twenty one minutes of the game uh, with Cristiano Felicio. Chandler Hutchison, uh, Shaq Harrison played 29 minutes. Cameron Payne played 25 minutes. Shaq Harrison, a guy who was waived by the Suns, a team that really needs a point guard. (laughs) He was minus 43 in this game. Again, not really his fault. He even shot 8 for 15, but, you know, he was playing with Antonio Blakeney, Jabari Parker, and a rookie from Boise State. Now, we should make it clear, too, again, Mm -hmm. that, okay, so we're going into Sunday here. They're only day off, and they have played Friday, Saturday, and they're playing Monday, and he wants to run another Mm two-hour practice on Sunday. So the players apparently tried tried to talk him out of it on Saturday night. Then they had a text chain about not showing up or getting to practice and then all leaving at the same time. Uh, They were talked out of that by... Robin Lopez and Lowry Markinen, uh, which mm-hmm. is a good sign for Lowry, but also kind of a bad sign that there was a mutiny. Again, he was hired on Monday. This would this was yeah. the the <laughs> he, had, he had been the coach for less than six days at this point. Uh, so instead, players only meeting meeting with Garpax, and apparently at one point in the coach in the meeting with the coaches and the players, Boylan had someone else reveal. That he had merely planned to hold a film session and let players get shots up today instead of a hard practice. And he did that to show players how they need to learn to trust him. Which I have is... a guess about who revealed that. Uh, who was it? Gar Foreman. <laughs> yeah, I think it was too. Also, that's not a way to trust someone to let them know that you deceived them. Yeah, a lie. <laughs> like, 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 oh, I was just saying, you got to trust me when I imply that something difficult is going to be there. It's like, no, they did trust you. They trusted that you would I don't have know. a super hard practice. I get all my girlfriends to trust me by cheating on them. So then on Monday, after all of this, the Bulls came back. They rallied together. They led the Sacramento Kings by 11 at halftime. Uh, oh, hey, that probably ended yeah. well, right? Uh, no, they lost by 19 points. Oh, so great. I, Were they booed off the court by the Chicago fans? They were booed Chicago off the court, fans? too. Okay, okay. Cool. Uh, cool. And today... Big Polsky on an asphalt paver was uh, <laughs> waving a sign that uh, said boo. He threw, he's <laughs> already egged Jim Boylan's house. I believe Big Polsky has done that. Um, and now, the saddest part of all, 
Jim Boylan says he's forming a leadership committee, which will be made of a sparkling of the layers of our team. So I guess that means... Excuse me? What does that mean? A sparkling of the layers of our team? I guess like a star, a starter that's not like an old guy and a young guy, but also... The Bulls kind of just have one shitty layer on their team. You know what I mean? They have, like, <laughs> two promising young guys, one, two unfortunately overpaid young-ish guys, and then mm-hmm. a bunch of dudes that aren't going to be on the Bulls for very long. Like, like their future is not in Chicago. Um, what? Have you ever heard of a team forming a leadership committee? Yeah, like, football is this like teams. a college? Well, it it's a, the <laughs> the time I can remember that happening was Tom Coughlin did it with the Giants when he was about to get fired. But at least that makes sense because there's fifty three people on uh-huh. a football team. I can see how you know you're a reserve defensive lineman. You're like, I don't. I, how am I ever going to speak to the coach? But there's a maximum of fifteen players. On this Bulls roster. Some of them will be at a D-League game. Why are you adding a committee? Also, what <laughs> if the committee's like eight guys? <laughs> also, I wonder if the committee... Like, if it's a sparkling, does that have to be... At least one player who wanted to boycott practice... And at least one player who thought they should show up? Can I read you some of these Jim Boylan quotes oh, that you please, just have at the bottom please. of our notes here? Oh, oh, and Jim Boylan also said he formed that leadership committee. It doesn't mean he's not the head coach. The great, I mean, great phrase. A week cool. in your job. All right. So I'm just going to read you five quotes here. Please. Just we can talk about them after. But just put on your put on your glasses and imagine your your imaginary glasses and imagine I'm Jim Boylan here okay. and not the one suing Dan Gilbert <laughs> pops up to five guys a, a ton of times and nobody says a word to him about it um yeah he he did do that but he didn't sub out five guys and then keep them out for 20 minutes <laughs> like also his guys were like NBA veteran starters and not guys who were thrust into the starting lineup because of uh, malfeasance by the front office and or medical staff. What Bulls medical staff, man? What is... They're no good. They almost killed Luol Deng. <laughs> Derrick Rose is like a viable NBA player once he just left the Bulls and the Knicks. You know what I mean? Like They're like, yeah, yes. this is a brace. You can wear this on your um, knee. And he's like, oh... I don't just have to get into a rusty tub with an outboard motor in it. I think your play's embarrassing. <laughs> me subbing them is me saving them. Maybe. Maybe we saved them. Maybe. But I think he actually embarrassed them because they that all said they were embarrassed. Less like a quote from a coach and more like a quote from like a vigilante. Yeah, it's like a... It sounds like a quote from a dad who like murdered his own daughter because she got pregnant. And he's like, yeah, maybe I'm saving her from hell. I think your pregnancy is embarrassing. Nobody is going to make more mistakes than I do because I have a lot of responsibility and make a lot of decisions. I'm not going to let them. I'm not going to get them all right. But this is not a hobby for me. 
we're going to keep working and grinding and communicating and hugging and crying and laughing and moving forward. That's what's going to happen here. That Okay, I'm going to say that's ominous. Yeah. Like, like that your coach is like, I've been on the job a lot, but believe me, there's going to be a lot of hugging and crying. It's like, that's like saying I am abusive. The only thing more ominous than that is eating cereal and watching reruns of Family Feud. Imagine being in his family and being like, we won a game, so that means you're allowed to have cereal again. Also, you have uh, two and a half hours of chores tomorrow. Um, But also, like, you've been on the job for four days and you're already, like, saying about, like, talking about your responsibility and how many decisions you make. That's some, like, straight up David Blatt shit. That really is. The other thing that, that really strikes me is that he was an assistant for the entirety of the Hoiberg era. What this is, this is... The principal's out sick, and the vice principal just becomes insane with power right away. (laughs) Um, And then finally, first impressions last a lifetime. Oh my god. I mean, how is there any going back from this? I mean, I I, I guess maybe it doesn't matter because, you know, there's like three guys on the roster right now that are going to be around long term but like why poison them i don't know know, like wendell carter is 19 years old (laughs) (laughs) like isn't isn't lowry like 20 and they've just got this like balding wreck of a man screaming at them and making them run Mm -hmm. suicides they're just like that's worse than Coach K, and Coach K is, like, literally a demon. Yeah. These are quotes that, if I told you they were from the, the like, the Gerard Butler movie Den of Thieves, <laughs> and then read them, you'd be like, yeah, this checks out. <laughs> isn't it good that your new boss is like, look, this isn't a hobby for me, and you're like, I, I fucking hope so. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ, dude. Yeah, also it's not his hobby, because his hobby is eating cereal and watching reruns of Family Feud. <laughs> um, Alright, that's enough about the Bulls. Uh, let's talk about the trade. System. Yeah. We had a trade, dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, George Hill traded to my, Milwaukee. Yeah. Uh, Milwaukee got George Hill, Jason Smith, and uh, a second round pick in 2021 from the Washington Wizards. They traded John Henson, Matthew Delvadova, a number one pick that is so protected it's not even going to get transferred, I don't think. Oh, that that 2021 pick? Yeah, because it's protected from 1 to 15 and then like 20 to 30. And then it becomes two second round picks. Well, that does not seem... Too bad. Oh yeah, it's um. Hold on. Well, there. I think that pick might be unprotected. Actually, maybe not. Their no, pick... no. It's it's got crazy protections on it. Oh, I okay. heard. Uh... I know their pick next. Oh, you're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. I heard it's never going to convey about it. It's well, never it'll... conveying. <laughs> I mean, basically, it'll convey. They're the like this works if you know, like everything goes terribly with Giannis and he leaves in 2021. But I, 
But even then, they'll be bad enough where they'll have a top 10 pick. With no Giannis. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> it's lottery protected. I, like... Yeah, it's protected on the back and the front. That's amazing. Yeah, it, and they don't even get those two second-round picks till 2025. Yeah, it has like to you fall almost... in like the middle 10 of the lottery. <laughs> I mean, of the first round of the draft. And, but five it's years the... from now, and then... Yeah. Yeah, this is just like throwing a freaking dart. Oh, also, um, the projections could be pushed back if uh, because the Bucks are not going to give Phoenix their pick this year, which right. means that everything shifts back a full year. So they might get two second round picks eight years from now. Yeah, I think that's worth the risk to pick up George Hill. Yeah, uh, well, but- and it also more importantly. George Hill is expiring, so they're – and, you know, Milwaukee's never going to pay the tax. So what this really is is it's them – they're going to keep Middleton and Bledsoe. Yeah, I, I looked, and it's – you know, it's, like, complicated. But but basically, Henson and Delavadova are both signed for pretty big money next year as well. And mm. um, so this is going to give them – because they – don't have to sign Middleton or Brogdon right away next year, even if they want to sign him. They've got $22 million in cap space. Yeah, so then Cleveland gets Matthew Delvadova, John Henson, the three Milwaukee second-round picks, I guess. Uh-huh. Yeah, let's, <laughs> and let's then, call uh, them what they really are. And then a second-round pick from Washington. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're, and they're, they're trading Sam Decker to Washington. They also, Washington gets Sam Decker and Cleveland's number two pick. Uh, I mean, a second round pick. Uh-huh. For, uh huh. But they traded two second round pick, picks and Jason Smith. Yeah. So they basically did that to um to uh, save like five million dollars. Mm-hmm. And they um yeah they I guess they're only out one second round pick because they get. Cleveland's 2021 pick instead of their own, mm-hmm. uh, which what I, such a weird element to a trade where you're like, I want to pick swap in the second round four years <laughs> from now. <laughs> I mean, like, I feel like that's something you trick the other GM into thinking he got over you. I'm just happy for Sam Decker because when he's out of the league in a year and a half, now he can very easily just become a lobbyist. Yeah, yeah, that's right. He's got a lot to say about... Um, the mistreatment of white people and uh, the lack of prominence of Wisconsin high school basketball. Although Weirdly, he was probably... had nothing to say about uh, net neutrality that one time, though. Yeah, remember? Weird. I feel like he was probably at. He was like one of those guys who went to the Wisconsin state capitol to like cheer on the Republicans trying to steal the government. <laughs> um, and then Cleveland, of course. Uh, they get to win the lottery every year after LeBron leaves. That so is, congratulations that is what Dan on Gilbert believes. So jo- the John Henson, uh, Zion Williams, uh, Zion Williamson, uh, Tristan Thompson, uh, Larry Nance front court. Oh my god, should really Just play make those some four waves with Colin Sexton. Man, he's going to shoot every time anyway. Uh, I don't really have much to say. Oh, and Kevin Love, we also forgot to mention. Kevin Love is also there. <laughs> untradeable, and can't even really buy him out for a while. So, congratulations, Kevin Love. Um, all right, Joey, how much does this help Milwaukee this year? I think it could help. I mean, George Hill's pretty good when he's healthy and trying. 
Uh, and I don't know. He seems very – what I do like about George Hill is, to me, Malcolm Brogdon is like he's just George Hill again. Mm-hmm. So it's always good when you can, like, show a young version of – the old version of himself and be like, here's some tricks, dude. Yeah. And he – um, boy, he has really plummeted in value as a commodity, hasn't he? George Hill or Malcolm yeah. Brogdon? No, George Hill. Malcolm Brogdon, buying, buying his stock is rising. Dude um, doesn't I mean, miss. Look, this is why you went to... Look, this is why you don't sign with the Kings. Yeah. Man, I wish he was... I do kind of wish he was going to the Spurs, though. George Hill? Yeah. I mean, he should have just stayed in Utah. Yeah, that's... that's. What... Um, he was really good in Utah. Also, they were going to um, give him all that money because they had that, like, expiring cap space that they ended up using I think they did I think all they did was use it to trade for Rubio like a day before the end of the mm-hmm. league year but yeah George Hill really gave up a lot of money doing that too he should have stayed um yeah okay how long until George Hill is hurt again Joey it's gonna be pretty soon he might be hurt right now um yeah <laughs> okay now apparently and I did not know Is this was there the case. a more you know how on the internet when people post like a picture and say cursed image? Mm-hmm. Is there a more cursed image than that picture of the Pacers? Oh my god. Where they like have their shirts off. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. nothing has gone well for either any of those guys. And at all I mean since that picture was taken. Yeah. I mean, I guess David West won it won two championships, but he also almost died of meningitis. That's right. That was a terrible. That was terrible how that happened. Uh, Roy Hibbert is might as well have died from meningitis. Uh, Lance Stevenson uh, is about to be exiled from the league. Yeah, uh, George Hill has had a real tough time here. Lance and, Stevenson might lose his job to Carmelo Anthony, right? <laughs> yeah, I think he might in 2018. And Paul Pierce, uh, and Paul Pierce, uh, playoff P, Paul George, um, lives. You know, in he hasn't exactly now. had an easy time. Yeah. <laughs> Fresno East, uh, Oklahoma City. No, he there. He's having a great year though. Congratulations. Yeah, he's been great. Regular this year. season P. Yeah, but yeah, it's been, a, it's been a rough journey. Um, seems happy. <laughs> Proud of you, Paul George. Um, okay, so I didn't realize this, but apparently, uh, the Wizards locker room was devastated to hear about this trade. Uh, because, uh, yeah, I'm sure. Because Jason Jason Smith is like apparently such a good dude that he was uh, in. He was like a groomsman for um, an assistant equipment manager this summer. <laughs> He's like the dude who does all the dumb. He does like the silly uh, stadium operations videos, but he also does the serious ones. Mm-hmm. And. Um, like it makes wi- sense. Do you want just... to ask? Do you do you want to ask John Wall to do something <laughs> no, for you? No, I mean, if you're like a lower level video guy, <laughs> absolutely not. I mean, no, none of them. I don't want to watch that. None of them. Um. So my question is: Is losing Jason Smith possibly pulling the final Jenga piece from the the house of cards that is? The Washington Wizards locker room. I, so, I know dude. I'm mixing my metaphors, but they mixed up that team. I just want them. Just blow it up, man. It'll it would be it'll be so exciting. 
I mean, just want it all to fall apart right now. We haven't had enough drama this year. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like it's like it, it, Boylan like jumped on their chance to collapse right away, where they're like, "All right, we're gonna have to like dress for a holiday, uh, really embarrass ourselves." I mean, they did lose to the Cavs this week. Mm-hmm. They're really falling apart. Um, all right, is, do you have one more question here? You want I have to ask one me? more question I want to ask you. Has Mike Love called his nephew Kevin to make fun of him yet? <laughs> every damn day, dude. Yeah, every day. It's just... He's like, he calls him up and he's like, oh, you might be able to dunk, but I'll sing your ass into the grave any day of the week, <laughs> Kevin. <laughs> I also imagine uh, Mike Love as being a guy who would just FaceTime you out of out of nowhere. Like, oh, without warning sure. you or anything. Shirtless, then... but also wearing a hat yeah. of, with, like, a Navy boat call sign on it. That and occasionally you're like, never you has been on right now? And he's like, I'm putting the camera in my face. What's the big deal? <laughs> Say hello to Sloop John B. And then you gotta hang up on him. Okay. Um, there's one more thing I really want to talk about here on this list. Okay. Uh, I think we have to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, Stephen Curry said the moon landing was fake on Vince Carter and Kate Kent Bazemore's podcast. Yes. Um, um, yeah. Before we get into this story, just generally, I'd like to, I'm just generally, I'd like to point out something. Um, if you're a professional athlete, don't go on a podcast. Has anything good ever happened? Look, if I were an agent or a PR person, and for an athlete and they told me they were going on a podcast, I'd be like, um, why don't you listen to Kevin Durant on Bill Simmons, these five hours of <laughs> things, uh, and then tell, come, then get back to me and tell me you want to be on a podcast. I mean, it's kind of okay to start a podcast. That seems like no one's really gotten in too much trouble. But yeah, going on a different player's podcast and like some overwhelmed team PR person is there trying to trying to keep everything in line. Um, so, uh, pretty this sure the moon landing I, was not I've fake. said this before. Yeah. We, there's only like three athletes we would ever have on this podcast. Do you remember who they are? I do not. It's, uh, Anthony Randolph. Oh, right. Standing uh, in right, Anthony. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I believe we'd have Jack Cooley on. Oh, for sure. Summer League he's hero like, Jack Cooley. Like someone... I don't feel like that's out of our reach, Joey. <laughs> <laughs> and we there was a, a third person, man. but I don't remember who. Uh, <laughs> oh, Baron Davis. We Baron would Davis. also have Baron Davis yeah. on. Um, but anyway, Steph Curry, uh, the moon landing is not fake. Right, Sean? Fairly sure of that. There's, um, I'm like 99% sure we've been to the moon. I'm not even really sure of the reason to think it's fake. Like, I don't, I don't know what the point of faking it would have. Like, I understand, like, 9-11 conspiracies and JFK conspiracies. Because, it's like, obviously someone had something to gain and something to cover up. What's, what's the benefit of... Faking a moon landing. Um, beating the Russians? <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, look, the only... I would believe if somebody told me, yes, we've been to the moon, 
but that video you've seen of them on the moon is not on the moon. They filmed that later because the camera didn't work or whatever. Mm -hmm. That I'd believe. But yeah, never going to the moon? Like, come on, dude. Yeah. yeah. Um, I had one other question about this, which is, if you ask Kevin Durant about the moon landing, would he say that astronauts are just fanboys for outer space? Oh, for sure, dude. Yeah. He'd be like, oh, uh, you, you alien groupies. The crazy thing about this is, first off, I saw someone tweeting, and it's someone I respect, uh-huh. um, was like, oh, this is all just a PR stunt because Curry's shoes are coming out tomorrow. He's, like, stealing Kyrie's shine. That's not and shine, that for one asinine thing. because, like... Kyrie Irving does not want to answer questions about the Earth being flat anymore. Like, he hates it. Yeah, he regrets saying that, which he was... Absolutely should. Yeah, and I think he was probably... Well, I guess much as Kyrie Irving probably legitimately believes the world is flat, he's also like... You know, it was just, like, dumb, like, you can't trust anything, kind of, like, you know, thinks he's being deep. Yeah, and it's it was absolutely not worth it, and it kind of ruined his life a little bit. So Yeah, and Steph Curry was not doing that. Steph Curry was actually stating a real belief he had. Well, and I think he thought everybody would laugh, too, and -hmm. didn't think about... Yeah. Anyway, NASA invited him. This is clearly how this was going to end mm-hmm. anyway. I texted you this yesterday. I was like, yeah. here's what's going to happen. Steph Curry and his PR people are too smart. This is going to end with him going to NASA and then coming out and lying to everyone about how he believes they went to the moon. <laughs> and that is definitely what's happening <laughs> yeah. already. I had basically. to tell you, I'm like, I'm like, that just happened two hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, can we talk about sports person of the year very briefly? Sure. Um, so Sports Illustrated gave the Warriors their Sports Person of the Year, formerly the Sportsman mm-hmm. of the Year, occasionally named Sportswoman of the Year. It's the third time it's gone to a team. Yeah, it went to the U.S. Olympic hockey team. Who's the and other then team? the uh, uh, the Women's World Cup Brandy Chastain oh, team. Oh, that's a that's a good team. Uh, other people that have won, um, not not always like the the best lasting award um former winners include how many times has tiger woods won it uh he has won i think only once how many times has lance armstrong won it lance armstrong uh, tiger woods has won twice lance armstrong has won once barry bonds how many times barry bonds has not can i read them okay (laughs) sorry uh there's enough that uh so joe paterno won that's Tight. important. Jump and turn to one. Uh, Pete Rozelle won kind of both good and bad, I guess, with that one. Um, did I say Pete Rose? Pete Rose won. <laughs> uh, you said Pete, Pete Rozelle, but. Oh, Pete Rozelle okay. and Pete Rose. Pete okay. Rose, disgraced gambler, Pete Rozelle. Pete Rose, Jesus, I can't talk. Um, yeah, Joe Paterno won. Um, we also have, yeah, Lance Armstrong, Tiger Woods. O.J. Simpson did not win, so that's That good. was going to be my uh, next question was before Mark, you told me to shut up. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa shared it. Tie it. Kurt Schilling won in 2001. Mm-hmm. The 2004 Boston Red Sox won, which... Oh, great. I mean, that's just... Steroids you, and racism. Steroids <laughs> and racism. And, you know, uh, Coach K won one year. 
Mm-hmm. Um, Brett Favre won one year for his perseverance and his passion. I believe that was like a year before In the what, dick pic. Like sending unsolicited dick <laughs> yeah. pics. <laughs> Actually, I'm I'm sorry. The dick pics were yeah. The dick pics were like a one year later. Um, and um, okay, that's all the disgraced people. But it's a lot of disgraced people. But I mean, this checks out then why they'd name the Warriors. Yeah, uh, it because uh, it's all people that uh, everyone fucking hates, yeah. dude. <laughs> well, I was just wondering why they won this year in particular because it was like, I mean, they did they were you know they did sweep the NBA Finals. That's pretty good, but like they were kind of frustrating people all year. Um, they yelled at each other a lot. I think it was because of the meningitis. They overcame that meningitis scare, the scariest thing that's happened to a team since that Marshall plane went down, I would say. Well, I mean, but didn't the year start with them telling Trump off, basically? Yeah, I guess that's it. And that's they, really why? Yeah, they told off Trump, and uh, more importantly, they told off Josh Duhamel. And that <laughs> finally took him down a peg. Um... Okay, so I had some candidates that I thought maybe could have also gotten it. Mm-hmm. Um, can I can I say one? Yeah, please. Uh, Father Time for making Jason Tatum so young. Oh, yeah. Blessed <laughs> him. Just, just, like, kissed him on his little hands. Um. Okay, so my I suggested the Boston Garden crowd. They could oh, win okay. Every year. Same they difference. Yeah. Uh, J.R. Smith, because mm-hmm. no one's ever... And I can remember in sports history throwing a bowl of chicken tortilla soup at a coach. Or That's forgotten a... a time in the finals. Oh, yeah. He I, did I mean... that within like three months of each other. He also <laughs> threw someone's cell phone into a construction site. Um, just so much wonderful stuff. Um, uh, Jamal Khashoggi, uh, the journalist, also Times Man of the Year. Uh, me. I should have been named Sports Person of the mm-hmm, Year. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, not not like not like me, Joey Divine, but like me, everyone, yeah, like all like, of us. Like it should just been a thing. mirror. Yeah, Hitler, Hitler. Um, yeah, <laughs> the ump that disqualified Serena Williams and was kind of racist. Um, mm. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, Nate Duncan, the host of Dunked On, the Dunked On basketball podcast. Whoever keeps throwing a dildo on the field when the Patriots come to Buffalo, yeah, um, yeah, that that's should actually three years in a row. Yeah, that's incredible. Um, uh, that cyberbullying hockey wife mm-hmm. who uh, got the team captain and her own husband traded. Okay, uh, Jim Boylan, coach of the Chicago Bulls. You know what, though? Since Sports Illustrated named uh, their sports person of the year, Sean, I think we, as a podcast, Round Ball Rock, mm-hmm. should name our sportist of the year. Yeah. Do you want to? Yeah. Should we do the announcement? Yeah, now? we would. We would like to announce it. They have a sports person. We don't think that sports are just restricted to the human race. Our I sp- mean, yeah, the right? human race was eligible, but we yeah. yeah, decided yeah. on someone that is better, and we decided on Irish Greyhound, Clon the Brian racing hero. <laughs> Irish Greyhound, Clon Brian hero. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, which for those readers that don't remember, we talked about him on the episode with david bory from the all fantasy everything podcast yeah and he is a uh racing dog mm-hmm. that keeps getting tested positive for cocaine yes he's a cocaine addicted irish greyhound and he is dominating 
Uh, just look up Clon Brian Hero and see. Uh, he's overcome the controversy, too. They tried to ban him. He still got nominated for Dog of the Year. They claimed that the reason he was tested positive for cocaine was because people were patting him on the head and they probably yeah, had cocaine, cocaine on yeah. their hands. <laughs> um, and his trainer, his trainer successfully delayed the court case until, like, right now. So we're going to see an outcome. But until then... He keeps winning races, and I'm pretty sure he keeps doing cocaine, which is, yep. like, so I don't tight. really know how to get cocaine myself, and this dog, has a, he's got a good connect, he's a winner, he's an international star, Clon Brian Hero, the sports... Once again, for the third year of the, in a row, round <laughs> all rocks, rock, sportist of the year. Sportist of the year, sports creatures, sportist of, sportist of the year. <laughs> Congratulations. Clon Brian Hero, we love you. Yeah. Um, all right. Should that be our show? I think that's the show. Yeah, we should end on that big announcement. All right. Um, Sean, plug your show. Yeah, that's right. I will be co-headlining the San Francisco Punchline very soon, just a week and a half now, uh, December 20th through the 22nd with Sammy Obeyed. Uh, you can get tickets at LiveNation.com. Punchline is at 444 Battery Street in San Francisco in the Financial District on top of a parking garage. Um, and then anything else you want to plug? You got any um, uh, any yard barker pieces? Yeah, I got a I got a thing about um, like a sports a naughty nice list about sports, and then I had a. There's a thing that should be running very soon about uh, uh, athletes in the year. Um, anyway, that should be this week. I'll I'll tweet it out. Um, and that then was a bad explanation. Me, sorry, it's okay. Uh, I I was just truth be told, I was just finding time to buying time to get a Frankie Muniz tweet yeah. anyway. Um, but as always, give us five star reviews on whatever podcatcher you use uh subscribe to us on spotify even if you subscribe to us on whatever podcatcher you use it'll probably help yeah um uh email us at roundrockpod at gmail.com uh, or tweet at us at yeah. roundrockpod at g uh or at roundrockpod or call us at 323-682-0342 and as always you can follow me on twitter at frankie muniz where today I tweeted an Instagram link from my Instagram also. Oh, no, from my Instagram, Frankie Muniz 4, <laughs> that said, <laughs> You know it's the holiday season when the online orders are through the roof. I always wanted to be a mailman. Keep ordering so I can keep living my fantasy. Our six-pack mini sampler gift box is the perfect gift for any food lover in your life. Check out my store at www.outrageousoliveoil.com. <laughs> it's an olive oil version. Oh, I should mention also, um, I got a new, um, there's a new Lucas song. That's, I was getting to oh, that yeah, right sorry, now. sorry, This is why I'm the temporary I'm host, sorry, Sean. I'm sorry. Uh, and as always, Sean, we, uh, Grantland Jr. had a big week again this week with their <laughs> Luka Doncic parody song. Uh-huh. And we're not going as viral as they are, and we're really just trying to grab those viral coattails. Mm-hmm. 
So you've done four of these Luka Doncic songs so far? This is so the far? fourth one, yeah. Yeah. So you've done three, and those haven't hit the virality we've wanted. Yeah. I mean, they've um, gone kind of viral, but... Yeah. I think this is the one. I think this is the one that's going to take us to the top. I love it. Uh, get us those Grantland Jr. clicks. Uh-huh. Uh, Sean, anything you want to say about your new Luka Doncic song? Uh, it's a it's a romantic song. It's a tribute to a lot of the greats, like Frank Sinatra, Tony Bennett, and uh, Michael Sean Bublé. Bradley. Well, yeah, Sean Buble. Sean. I was going to say Sean Bradley. Uh, Eduardo Nahara. Those are, those were um, my influences. Evan Eschemeyer, Evan Eschemeyer, Dan Dickow, um, uh, Antoine yeah. Rigodeau, mm-hmm. all those um, dudes, all the great Mavs. Um, well, here it is, Sean's new Luka Doncic song, and uh, we'll be back on Thursday. Uh, trust the process. Don't the sue process. me, Marcus Lemoyne. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and shut it down. Let's all go to outrageous olive oil. Oh, and shut it down. Let's go celebrate Clon Brian Hero being named Sportist of the Year. <laughs> when I'm on the road, when the shots go cold, I'll forget Dirk's old. Just thinking of you and the way you, Luca. Doncic Yes, you're switchy With your arms so long And your body's so soft Aiton shouldn't have gone in the draft above you And the way you, Luca Doncic In that Rockets game, you made CP3 your bitch. Tearing that D apart. Better than Dorian Finney-Smith. J.J. Barea should start. Deadly. Shooting from mid-range Wolf tattoo on your arm Hang up on Danny Ainge He cannot touch you Just the way you, Luca Doncic Ladies and gentlemen Please make it loud For Michael Finley And the Sam Perkins Orchestra. And when you scream in the face of Coach Rick, telling him to suck your dick, Luca, your numbers are insane. You'll get the bag like Gucci Mane The only way to contain you is to drug you Just the way you, Luca Doncic 
Oh, Luca, we promise never to sing this live at one of your games. Never. Just the way you, Luca, don't Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. The secret to visibly firmer, summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil. Clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dull, dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Rich yet never greasy, Andaria Algae Body Oil is formulated with sustainably sourced seaweed to help replenish the skin's moisture barrier and seven nourishing active botanical oils for results you can see and feel all over. The best part? It's signature scent. A blend of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. This all-natural scent is unforgettable. Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com code GLOW.